Hello and welcome to Considerable Thought, a Care Church podcast. This is the holiday special part two about Advent. I am one of your hosts and producer, Jaron Brandt, the student minister at Care Church, and I am across a, a increasingly large table uh, from my friend and preacher at Care Church, Drew Gaylor. Drew, how is it like over uh, yonder? It's great, and uh, I love having my microphone. So it's great. Yeah. So those uh, who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, um, we have recorded in so many different locations using so many different uh, pieces of equipment. And we thought that the holiday special would be the perfect time to try to get a little bit more professional. So we were ready to record what at like two o'clock or one thirty. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go for it. And I said, oh, just 30 more minutes. We're going to find the, the connector that we need and then we can get going. It is uh, currently four o'clock, and we spent the last <laughs> four ten. Yeah, it's four ten. We spent a very long time trying to get this exactly the way that we wanted it, and it really isn't exactly the way we wanted it. But it's the best that we could do. Um, we now have two microphones. I have a really great microphone. He's yeah, it's it, phenomenal. I you probably can hear the difference. Yeah, and Jaron's microphone is as old school as you can be. Yeah, it's it was made in the nineteen sixties. And it's been dropped at least uh, 1,960 times. Each time deservingly so. I mean, it was definitely a drop-the-mic moment. Every time it's been dropped. That's right. It's it's beaten up. I was asking for a Bob Barker mic, and they they couldn't uh, they couldn't find one for me. So I'm settling with just an old-school 1990s DJ is kind of what I look like right now, which, I mean... That's probably a compliment. Yeah, I'm okay actually. with that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks very good. So we're excited. Um, we hope that every episode from this point on will be a little bit better audio quality it's a little bit better just uh it's just more natural i think now because we would have this little mic in the middle of the table and i would always have to be telling drew to like lean in lean in lean in or when he started yelling get back get back get back so now we can like adjust our own levels hear ourselves almost uh drew doesn't have a uh some headsets yet but that's That's coming in the future and we don't have to it always felt like we were like close talkers like kind of huddling over this one microphone in the middle of a table. Yeah, but uh, now, now there's like way too much distance between us. There's literally two tables next to each other. You have your own table. I have my own table. That's right. But this is I'm how it should be. Yeah. Is we, we if we had like social media, we'd take a picture and we could show you. But I'm not doing that. Okay, that's too much work. Anyway, welcome back. This is part two of the holiday special. Hopefully, you listened to part one, which is all about Thanksgiving. We had a lot of fun looking at uh, the history of Thanksgiving according to Wikipedia. And then we actually got to go and experience Thanksgiving 2019 um, all around the country, I guess. Uh, Drew, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Yeah, stayed in town and then drove over to Coppell where my in-laws live for the day of Thanksgiving and had uh, a good feast and time with family and uh, just a good relaxing day. Very cool. Pretty low-key. I went, uh, I was traveling. I flew to San Francisco with my wife and her family lives... um, about an hour and a half uh, east of San Francisco, not west. That'd be the ocean. That would be tough. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We played lots of games, ate a lot of good food. I did want to give a shout out to my wife, Michaela, for cooking um, green bean casserole. Um, San Francisco uh, family does not want to have anything to do with green bean casserole. So uh, Michaela brings a little bit of the south uh, to the west coast. Um, I think especially for me, but I think the family's actually growing to like it more and more every year. There's no way. I actually uh, saw two different lists that ranked 
uh, Thanksgiving sides. Yeah. And both of them had green bean casseroles last. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Who like, made this list? I mean, it was like the on, Huffington Post. It was like on BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> it's more legitimate than Wikipedia. I'll just say oh, that. Oh, no, that's not even true at all. <laughs> this list is. BuzzFeed in general is not, but this list is legitimate. What's the best side? Oh, I don't even remember. I just I just focused on what was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot about yeah. our preaching minister. <laughs> exactly. Focus no, on what's, what's the your, worst. What's your favorite? What's your favorite oh, side? Oh, what's my favorite side? I mean, over the years, it's changed. It used to be mashed potatoes because yep. my grandmother made awesome mashed potatoes. Um, now it's, I don't know, it's. Uh, there's this I don't even know what it's called my mother-in-law makes this coca-cola like what salad like concoction that's really good coke salad it's like it's just a flavor it, it, it doesn't I'm not making it sound good no you're not and then there's this uh well mac and cheese is always a classic I mean and, at Thanksgiving and Jen makes a great mac and cheese oh yeah I don't, mac think, and I, cheese. I don't um, think I've had mac and cheese at honestly I don't really care about the sides I'm more about get through the regular stuff and get to dessert it's it's for me it's all about the pie that's so yeah yeah no I'm glad you brought that up because we were actually going to talk a little bit about what um, our church here in Richardson uh, got to do to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving we released the part one of the holiday special Thanksgiving uh, what was it Thursday I think the week before Thanksgiving maybe probably Thursday. Thursday of yeah and we encouraged those listening to come and be a part of uh, our praise and pie event that we host uh, for the last three is this our third year doing it let's see fourth fourth year maybe yeah, this is year four. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and it was, uh, I thought it was great. What did you think about this year's Praise and Pie? Oh, that was great. It's gotten bigger every year as far as people who come. Uh, this year for the devotional, we uh, had 10 of us that remembered, uh, memorized parts of Philippians. And so we, we recited the whole letter of Philippians, just blown away by everybody's participation. The kids just, they, they uh, just rocked it, did a great job uh, with their passages. And uh, then it was a great time to gather around tables and just, enjoy being together and eating pies and uh it was a really good time yeah it was really great it was really powerful to hear different um age groups uh different um you know backgrounds to see um just the diversity um within our church family on stage and they all kind of adopted the role of paul at different times and right. so that was really interesting so these sections of i don't know you know five to ten verses all recited in a row performed by this one individual had a different tone than the next individual. And each one had a tone that was really special for whatever passage that they were reading. So it was a really, really cool moment. I heard lots of great feedback from those at our church who said they, they really enjoyed uh, the event this year. And I think lots, lots of people and maybe even more people than the normal are looking forward to it next year. And that's exactly what we want. We want the holidays to be a time where we want to get together with our church family for things like that. So it was great. Did you have a favorite pie that you had? Uh, yeah, at the actual, um, I don't know who brought it. So maybe the podcast listeners can help me figure this out, but it was a cherry pie was my favorite at praise and pie. Oh. I had several different, uh, pieces of pie. Um, of course, but whoever brought cherry pie was my favorite. You know, you said the podcaster listeners could, uh, could help. And I just, couldn't help but think um you know all all famous podcasts you know renowned podcast communities have some sort of name for their uh, listeners yes are we deserving of that absolutely yeah you're right the question is what would that be well let's let our listeners try to figure out something we'd also, love to, this we'd love is to hear so, this is so vain like this is we should <laughs> 
this plays into just, let's just roll with it that's yeah. fine yeah. it's probably gonna be bad we'll put it we'll make a vandy license plate with whatever our, <laughs> our listeners come up with yeah we i am very appreciative to to the um the eight people that listen to this every week so yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to name and yourselves the Brent Gaylor clan, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, um, that was last week and this week we are at part two and many people would say, oh, well, Thanksgiving is past. It is time for Christmas. I'm ready for the Christmas episode and uh, you got to wait because we're not there yet. This is part two and part two is all about Advent. We'll get to Christmas eventually. We'll get to New Year's, but this is part two of the holiday special, which is Advent. Uh, Drew, this is kind of your uh, cup of tea. This is something that you, at least as, as long as I've known you, you've been really passionate about this this season and really about the meaning and the purpose of Advent. And so uh, I'm just going to hand it off to you and let you run with it. What is Advent? Yeah, I've, uh, I love Advent as a season. Um, and so just, um, just a quick history of what it is and how it came to evolve over the years. Uh, we really don't know for sure when Advent started as a tradition in Christian history, but we do know in the late 300s, the 4th century, around the year 380, there was a council uh, that met in kind of, I guess it was eastern Spain, maybe even, uh, I'm not exactly sure what town it was in, but there was a council of Christian leaders that met to uh, talk about this uh, heresy called Priscillianism, which was a Gnostic uh, heresy that was basically just another a kind of uh, tradition that developed to say it's all about the spirit, the body is bad, anything physical is bad. At this council where they're dismissing this heresy, they talk about the importance of Advent. And they say during the uh, 12 days, December 17th through 29th, um, go to church every day during this stretch. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, as, uh, as, a, as a way to honor Advent. And then at this point, it was uh, often used as preparation for baptism, similar to how... Easter was used in the early church. Uh, the season of Lent was used to kind of prepare people for baptism. Right, right. Advent also had become, at least in this part of Europe, a tradition of, of similar ilk. And so, um, anyway, so once Christmas was set uh, as a holiday, Advent became more established as kind of a lead up to Christmas, similar to how Lent leads up to Easter. And so, uh, who knows exactly when that took place, but over the years it became more talked about more and more in Christian history and was a season noted for, uh, well, two things. One, to remember and celebrate the coming of Christ, but also to anticipate his second coming. And so it's this uh, season that has a dual focus. Mm -hmm. One, to remember that Christ has come and celebrate this and focus on the waiting part of it uh, with the prophecies and the people who are waiting for the Messiah. And then also uh, anticipate his second coming. And so there's kind of this tension between in, in Advent where we remember there was a time before Christ and Christ came and we celebrate. Mm -hmm. Then we also wait for his second coming. And so that's how it evolved or developed over the years. And then obviously things like uh, candles became a part of the celebration. Um, a, a kind of a cool feature is uh, Advent is the beginning of the Christian year, the lectionary. I know we have a tradition that really doesn't follow the lectionary much, but right. Advent begins the year, and it's called the cycle of light. Uh, the darkest time of the year, at least in uh, our, our part of the world, is uh, December, the winter solstice. Yeah. And so uh, it's interesting that during this kind of darkest time of the year, we have the celebration of the coming of light into the world. Yeah. And so, uh, so Advent is the beginning of the Christian year, 
and it has candles uh, that's, that, that I guess are tied to the four themes, hope, peace, joy, and love. Uh, hope, peace, and love have purple candles. Uh, joy has a, a pink uh, candle, which is a uh, symbol for joy and rejoicing. Purple's kind of royalty, mm-hmm. uh, the, the kingship of Christ. And then there's calendars, uh, some kind of fun uh, calendar history. The calendar part of Advent uh, started in Germany uh, in the 1800s. And uh, actually, uh, President Dwight Eisenhower is either blamed or given credit for uh, making it popular in our country. Uh, he was, I guess there's this famous picture of him with his family around the Advent calendar. Oh. And that's where it kind of took off as far as uh, an item to get in our country. And over the years, there's all been all kinds of Advent calendars. One year, there was a $50,000 Advent calendar that was this really special calendar that the proceeds from this went to benefit Cocoa Farmers in Belize, which is just a weird huh. uh, event. Uh, in England, they they built this kind of huge, turned this building into a big Advent cal- calendar, which is interesting. And like then, the, like like the doors are actual doors, like this old building that was kind of an eyesore for this neighborhood. They yeah. just wrapped it as an Advent calendar, and so they would kind of open That's up awesome. days as they went through the That's month. That's so cool. Advent calendars are usually are December first through twenty fourth. Advent can start sometimes in late November. It just depends on the calendar. Um, And then uh, Lego jumps in. Every year they have Advent calendars. Um, Yeah. uh, This year they have a Star Wars, of course, with uh, uh, the last movie supposedly coming out in in a few weeks. And then there's a Harry Potter version. Uh, There's a normal kind of city version. There's a Friends version, which... It's interesting because it has nothing to do with the show Friends. It's just, I guess, people that are supposed to be friends. They're Lego people. It's um, just called Friends. Yeah. So uh, a lot of huh. Advent calendar. And then there's one that uh, the Atlantic uh, online magazine does where they release an image from the Hubble telescope every day during Advent. Oh. And so uh, today's image was of Saturn. Uh, where do so you get that? You, you just, like on an email list? Yeah. Um, I just go to the website. You can probably get some sort of email yeah. notification, but... Uh, I just discovered this actually today when I looked it up. Yeah, history of the Advent calendar. So uh, anyway, so do you do do you do an Advent calendar like with your family? We have in the past. We haven't started one this year, but usually You're we late. do. Uh, no, I know. I'm, we're definitely late, and we usually when we start late, we have a one day where we catch up. So we got um, we had. Uh, a few Advent calendars uh, gifted to us by um, one of the families uh, at Care Church uh, gave us three: one for um, one for me, one for my wife, and one for my dog. Oh, that's great! Yeah, so yeah. the Hortons. Shout out to the Hortons for doing that. Very nice. And we've given uh, Moose our Basenji uh, his Advent treats, and man, they stink. Like oh, he loves bad. them, but they stink, they're and bad. so he'll have them, and then he'll come and like want to lick us or like you know just get real close to us, and it's. It's rough. He loves it though, so we're gonna keep doing it. But well, it's a sacrifice for that's us. That's sacrificial of you for sure. I wanted to ask you. There's a few things that you talked about when uh, going through just kind of this history of of Advent, uh, and maybe you'll touch on this later on. But just things that came up as I was listening. One is you talk about the dual purpose of Advent. Um, I feel like different people when they talk about Advent, they give it a different definition, um, just depending on the the environment. And I know that you know you can take any word in the English language and see how it was adapted and changed over the years from its root language to then how it changed and it took on a different role in this time and place and now it means something here and now. And so what what would you say is a good uh, working definition of Advent and maybe the ways that it is used in 
conversation, uh, both, you know, religiously and more just kind of averagely. If that makes like sense. Like a secular world? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like most people think of Advent and they think of the season. And we just talked about that. But then Advent has like a meaning all by itself. And you just want to, I would love if you talked a little bit about that. So when we hear that word, we know of all the different ways it could be used. Yeah. So Advent itself is a word that comes from the Latin, uh, which means arrival uh, or breaking in uh, or even coming. And so which in the Latin word is a uh, translation of the Greek word parousia, which you see often in the New Testament, the, the, which refers to the coming of Christ, uh, kind of the second coming. So this idea, I mean, just a, as just a word, it means arrival, uh, breaking in, uh, kind of coming. And so uh, this is what the word itself means. And obviously, it's kind of, I guess, viewed differently. I think even in the secular world, there is some sort of understanding that it's connected with Christmas yeah. and uh, the arrival of Christ. Um, the first Advent calendars, when you'd open each day, it would be like an image from the Hebrew Bible. Uh, and then over the years, it kind of developed to uh, different kinds of images or even now treats. There's like a piece of candy uh, with each day. Um, yeah. And so, but uh, the word itself has owes its origin to parousia in the Greek New Testament, um, which is re- explicitly referring to the coming of Christ. Yeah. And that makes sense from what you said about this. Like we remember the the first coming and we anticipate the second coming. So even though it means breaking through or arrival, it it uh you know encourages waiting and remembering. Yes. So that that's and that's where I personally sometimes get confused. I'm like, okay, I know what this means, but just because it means this means it means I do something different. You know, it's a it's a adjective about what Jesus does and we anticipate it or wait for it or remember it. So anyway, that helps me kind of clarify what it means to, to live into the Advent season. That's good. So yeah, just, I thought it'd be good for us to think a little bit about our introduction to Advent. So what about you? What do you mean introduction? Like, Where did you first encounter it? Where did you learn about uh, it? Um, was it here or was it? Yeah, it, uh, you know, I don't know if I even knew what an advent calendar was growing up. Like, I, I don't even, like, maybe I saw them and I thought they were interesting, kind of like those day calendars that you can have year-round where, like, it's like an inspirational quote. And or a word off. of the day or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And so I think I didn't think too much of it. Is there a certain branch of uh, Christianity that um, appreciates advent more than others? Is it more of a, a Catholicism type um practice an advent calendar it's, prob- advent. it's probably more of a high church um mm-hmm. kind of deal uh, whether it's catholic or even the protestant traditions that are more um that follow lectionary or yeah are focused on more liturgical seasons yeah uh, like presbyterian Anglican, yeah, yeah, those yeah. kind of things yeah. so it has again it has a lot to do with lectionary and so yeah. the fact that even the um practice of and following of of a lectionary is fairly new to me as far as maybe, you know, college, uh, maybe late high school, uh, is when the first time I really, really realized what was happening. I'm still learning about what it means to be a part of a congregation that, that, um, every now and then looks towards lectionary for, for guidance for a year. Um, but I've loved it ever since I've discovered it. And I, I'll talk at least a little bit about care church here in Richardson I just loved the fact that um, when I came here, 
you could tell that the Christmas season started after Thanksgiving. Like immediately after Thanksgiving, we were starting to prepare for Christmas. Now, I get really, you know, there's an ongoing argument. We I, we might have even talked about it last podcast. I can't remember because I, I feel like I talk about it constantly this time of year. About when is too early to talk about Christmas and uh, or prepare for Christmas or listen for Christmas music or buy your tree or whatever. And I'm always like, you cannot do it until after Thanksgiving. And I, even I then, agree. even yeah. then, I would say December 1st is when it actually should begin. And so I get really kind of Scrooge-like when I see people who are like Halloween's over and they're into it. Oh, yeah. November 1st. My my family is trying to listen to Christmas music in the car, and I am I, I say, from December twenty sixth all the way through Thanksgiving, I'm Scrooge. Yeah. And that season in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Uh, they don't listen to me; they still listen to it. But uh, yeah, but anyway. And, and so I would get a, like a you know kind of grumpy attitude towards it, and sometimes that would carry over into uh, you know my interactions at church, only because I grew up in a church and maybe a lot some of our listeners did as well where the preparation for christmas was simply visual like it was just like oh it's post thanksgiving we're gonna start putting up wreaths and christmas trees but we're gonna go through our normal kind of series that we're in on you know the book of first corinthians or whatever and then when it comes to christmas eve and christmas day we're gonna have this blowout service about the coming of christ and then we'll go back to our, our normal thing. And so those decorations didn't mean as much as they do, I think, at Care Church, where when the Christmas decorations are up, it means our whole church is starting to prepare for that event. Um, a, you know, top two central event of our faith. We talked about this last se- or season one of the podcast about where do we rank the holidays. And um, I think I asked you, like, what's most important um, the crucifixion or the resurrection, and you're like, it's you can't you can't decide between Christmas and Easter. You know, they they go hand I in think hand. I, if if I had to choose though, I think I, if I remember right, I said incarnation or Christmas. I think you might have. I might just just throw you a curveball, but either yeah. way, it yeah. means that it's it's deserving of a month. Yeah, and uh, I've always thought that was a, a cool kind of change of mindset that I've had simply by being introduced to Advent and a. a in a new way and in a powerful way. But um, that's my experience. What Do you have a similar experience with Advent? or? What? Well, I, probably. I mean, I first... Obviously, uh, I've, I've only been at this church for a few years. You've been here longer. You've been in the ministry many years longer than I have. Many, so many years. Many you're years. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so in college, I remember coming across the, the term itself and studying it for the first time. I had maybe just in kind of passing and seen a calendar or something before, but never really paid much attention to it. And then uh, just over the years, been exposed to different traditions, kind of uh, doing some historical uh, study and research, came across kind of the themes of it. I've always been a big fan. You know, you think about Christmas versus Easter. Uh, I've always been more oriented around Christmas because just the incarnation, just the arrival, that sets the whole story in motion. And obviously the, the cross and every tomb are huge parts of the story, right? But just as in my own kind of uh, just relationship with God, the, the Christmas story, the arrival, the incarnation has always been big. And so, uh, which I just say that because that makes sense why Advent was such a, so appealing to me, was to get more spiritual out of the season 
than our world kind of allows. Um, and that's another thing I like about Advent is it helps me and us focus on Christ during the season and not just get pulled here and there about, you know, Black Friday and all the sales and all the gifts and all the parties, a lot of which are good. I'm not saying all that's bad, but uh, Advent helps us focus on Christ. And so then just uh, I've always uh, had always wanted to do an Advent season. Um, and here at Care Church, there, there was a willingness to kind of, hey, let's do it. And there was it wasn't just me, but uh, when I started my work here, we started doing an Advent uh, focus and having uh, that be a, a way for us to focus on Christ during December. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, just gradually over the years, then here at Care Church, really living into it more uh, collectively as a church. Yeah, which means that we, uh, you know, come December time, we're busting out the lectionary and we're seeing, okay, what is, uh, what is the Christian community doing during this season? Which uh, kind of acts as a, as a segue into um, kind of the, the role that our scriptures play in the Advent season. Um, kind of where do Advent and um, our Bibles um, intersect? And, and what can we learn about the Advent season or the history of Advent when we look at the history of, of um, God's people? Yeah, and some people may wonder why why even pay attention to like the lectionary or the Christian year. And, uh, and it's just a way for us to... Uh, redeem time a little bit and make sure that we have time that we focus on the big parts of the story. Uh, the Christian year is organized around the arc of the Christ story. Um, you have Advent and Christmas, you have Lent and, uh, you know, Good Friday and Easter, and then the season of Pentecost, the pouring out of the Spirit. But it's all a, it's just a way for us to focus on the foundation of our faith, the core elements. And it's true that every Sunday is a celebration of the resurrection. But it's nice to have a time that's focused on the power of the resurrection, which we have at Easter. And then a time, uh, Advent and Christmas, where we think about God putting on flesh, uh, which is interesting. That first council that met when they talked about Advent was getting rid of a heresy that was saying it was all about the spirit, no flesh. And then they talk about the importance of Advent, which reminds us that God came in flesh. Right. And so uh, that's such an important thing in this and spirituality is to understand that we're learning how to be spiritual and we're also learning how to be human. Uh, and Christ shows us both those ways. And so, uh, so scripture, uh, as it tells the story of Christ, that's where it kind of aligns with the Christian year. Uh, and so with, uh, you have these prophecies that we spend time with, uh, Isaiah has a lot of them. And so Isaiah is featured, uh, in the Advent, uh, I guess Sundays and and all these prophecies about Christ every year, right? Isaiah is all is is Isaiah always like have uh, his own section in the Advent season, or is it just it happens to be that he shows up a lot because of the content of of Isaiah? It's a good question. I'm not as schooled on this, but there's uh, the lectionary has a three year cycle, and so um, uh, and so the at least one of those cycles has a focus on Isaiah. I know other years there's uh, Hosea and Malachi show up, other prophets, and yep. but Isaiah may always be one of the options. And so, um, but yeah, Isaiah is prominently featured. In fact, uh, there's a book that refers to Isaiah as the fifth gospel, um, which is just interesting because just all the prophecies, all the talk about a Messiah. And so this idea of waiting, I mean, the people of God were waiting for a Messiah. And so Isaiah, for instance, it covers... Uh, a time period where Israel was 
about to be taken in exile, was taken into exile, and then returned from exile. And so God's people know what they knew and they know what it is to wait. And we in our culture sometimes struggle with waiting. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to remember uh, that there was a time where people were waiting for the Messiah to come uh, and, and to pay attention to those words. And uh, we can learn from this. So that's the remember part of it. Uh, the arrival, you know, Christ shows up. And when you read Luke, for instance, it's almost like you're reading a musical. I mean, songs are breaking out all over the place. Yeah. Zechariah, Mary, uh, Simeon shows up, Anna. And there's this celebration of the arrival of Christ. Um, and so that's where the kind of the arc of the year starts with this Christ showing up, breaking in. Uh, and there's this a lot of singing, a lot of celebration of the of the Jesus story. And we just did Philippians at Praise and Pie. Right. And there's that Christ hymn in there, which just very succinctly tells the story of the whole Christ arc, you know, that he was with God. He humbled himself, emptied himself, became one of us, uh, even to the point of death, then was lifted up um, and all people will worship Christ. And so this whole story uh, begins with Advent. So Advent's about remembering. It's about uh, the arrival, uh, the breaking in of Christ into uh, our, our presence, our, our world. And then this anticipation part of it, the second coming. And this is where uh, there's this tension between already and not yet. That with Christ, God comes to earth. There's this already, it's, it's already happened. The kingdom of God is at hand. There's also this not yet that's true as well. It's not here fully. God's still working. There is going to be an end where God, the consummation of all things, where God makes all things right. Christ comes back and there's this restoration of, of heaven and earth, this you know reunification. And so uh, it's already happened. Christ has already come, but it's not yet complete or, f- or completely fulfilled. Uh, so we're in this tension between it's already happened, we celebrate it, but it's not yet fully here. And so we're still waiting uh, in, in, on some levels. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a, an important concept to uh, remember and uh, to think about. Because often we look around and we're saying, oh man, you know, the whole world has, you know, gone to hell in a handbasket type thing. And we're like, well, at times it feels that way. But at the same time, we know that God's kingdom was established during, you know, this time uh, in the story. Uh, All the announcements of the kingdom of God being at hand and eventually the kingdom of God being here and you look around and you go, well, it can't be here entirely. So it's either we're going to make, um, you know, Jesus a liar or we're not seeing things correctly. And that's a hard, you know, two ends of the spectrum that are hard to swallow. And so you really do have to have to live in that tension between, between both. But man, that takes a lifetime to kind of understand and to, to be okay with. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, that's you know that's where we are. That's kind of the history of Advent. That's where it shows up in Scripture, at least as far as uh, waiting for the Messiah, uh, remembering that the Messiah came, and anticipating uh, that Christ will come again. And that's those are the themes of Advent. And then you know, so what? What does this mean for us as individuals? What does it mean for us as a church? Uh, what is your take on all this? You know, <clears throat> we were you know to prepare for this episode. That's the question that we want. Uh, we want to ask and we want to consider because we're hoping that those that listen to this podcast will do the same thing. They'll take some of the maybe uh, reminders of the season, maybe some new knowledge that they didn't know, new insights from the season, and they'll do something with it. 
And so when I think about the season of, um, of Advent, I think personally, one of the things that I can take from it and I can, um, the way I can maybe a better way to say it is capitalize on the Advent season personally is by viewing the Christmas season as a spiritual season. Uh, I already talked about the, um, like me being that Scrooge for those that want to start Christmas too early. And how great would it be if we were all the types of people that November 1st, we were spiritually preparing for Christmas. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, our Christmas trees come up or that, um, you know, Mariah Carey is played on loop in our car, but uh, it does mean that we know that we're very close to the, Drew, as you said, which I thought was really great, the, the darkest day um, right before the brightest moment in our history. Yeah, And so uh, I, I just loved the idea of um, even, you know, nature is like almost asking for a story to happen that brings light into the world. And I just, I love that. And it's a, it's a perfect time to, as you know, even daylight savings changes and it gets dark early to go. Yeah. I really, I can't stand it when it's dark at 5 PM, but to know that it's maybe it's preparing for that story. That's at the end of December. That's like, uh, central to our faith. And so, I don't know. I, I think that's what I can do individually is, is view Christmas as a season spiritually, not just as a season for carols and hot chocolate and things like that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I, and I think for me, it, it helps me just, uh, again, I said this earlier, redeem time. Time can get away from me, can get away from us. We're all used to using calendars as far as like, um, to organize our year around like yeah. a lot of people with, uh, if you have kids in school or kids that are that are in school, I mean, it's all about the school calendar. Um, or mm-hmm. even uh, if you're not bound to any kind of school calendar, you still think about the years ter- in terms of seasons. And so uh, this is a way for us to think about the year uh, in terms of our spiritual life. And so uh, it helps us make sure that as we go through time that we're uh, creating space in that time to focus on the spiritual life and, and how Christ is breaking in uh, – into our own life. And so that's where there's also kind of a third dimension to Advent that it reminds us of. Christ broke in and came to earth and and lived on earth. Christ is going to come again, but also Christ breaks into our own lives. When we you know have that moment where we say, "Okay, I want to I want to walk with you, God," and we're baptized and there's this pouring out of the spirit as a part of that whole event. And so uh there's th- three advents that really take place. And the the middle one is kind of at different times for us as individuals when Christ breaks into our life. And so uh, this just helps us focus on that dimension in our life. And so that's Advent really is a way for us to focus on Christ breaking into us and how he's still trying to help us grow to be more like him. And that's just, uh, that's just us thinking personally, if we were going to open it up to uh, care church or to the Christian community as a whole, what uh, what can we do to better um, take advantage of the Advent season? I'll start with you, Drew. What do you think? Yeah, I just I love some of the tr- traditions we've started and continue to do, and that's you know every week in worship we have uh, the lighting of the Advent candle, which reminds us of the theme for the day, but also this idea of light coming into darkness. And uh, we've talked a little bit about Christmas in this episode. Uh, don't want to spend too much time with that 
save a lot of it for next episode, but Advent is prepping us for Christmas. And so there's this anticipation of light coming into the darkness, breaking into the darkness that we do collectively. Uh, I think we as people can get better at waiting. We're very impatient. You know, I know that I am, and I, and I see a lot of impatience in our world. And so uh, Advent reminds us that things don't happen on our time. Um, we don't have control over when thing, most things happen. And so it just helps us to wait more faithfully, more effectively, and realize that waiting isn't a matter of just sitting around doing nothing. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, as we think about hope, we have a certain hope that God's going to show up and redeem and consummate all things. Because of that hope, uh, we are called today to take actual steps toward what, God do, what God's future is like. And so waiting doesn't mean doing nothing, um, but it does mean that uh, things aren't going to happen when we want them to happen. And so I think collectively it helps us wait better and be more patient uh, as a church, as a congregation, just in general. And so uh, some of those traditions help with uh, the candles. Also, we sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel uh, each, each week with the lighting of the candle. And it's just a, a way for us to remember that Emmanuel is God with us. That, that's, that's what it means, God with us. And Scripture ends, the last book of, of, of the New Testament is Revelation. And the last kind of words of Revelation are this prayer for Jesus to come quickly. And I just think that's very helpful to remember. That that's where the New Testament ends, is with this prayer for Christ to come quickly. And so uh, that's where we are, that's the spirit we're trying to cultivate as a church, is focusing on Jesus and looking forward to that day of God's future. And as that light breaks in from that future, letting it change how we live today. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about when you talk about patience, um, there's a, there's a balance that has to, has to be there as well, because there's a, a patience for the, the coming of Jesus and the actual event, you know, that we celebrate on December 25th, but there's an impatience of starting to prepare for it. Right. So almost a holy impatience, yeah, yeah, and on, it, on that from that perspective, yes, and it, and I I hear it too when when you talk about the end of scripture saying, "Lord, come quickly." Yeah, so there's a there's the balance between being patient and knowing that things are coming, you just need to wait, but also being impatient and excited and prep, uh, preparing for that eventual coming. Yeah, having a with some urgency, urgency. That's what yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I was thinking about, uh, like you, I look at our church and I say, there's a lot of things that w- I think we do really well during the Advent season to prepare. Uh, one thing I think we should do more of maybe is something we talk about all the time, which is uh, bring others in on it, uh, invite others to be a part of it. Um, people start throwing Christmas parties early December. They, they buy their trees before October. They have a Christmas party when December starts, and there's like a Christmas party every weekend, maybe a few, like a few in certain weekends. And that just builds up until December 25th when, you know, you look under the tree and you start to open presents with your family and you, you know, eat together. If there, I, I think maybe there's room for the Christian community to grow in maybe treating our times of Advent where we focus on 
hope and peace and joy as those parties that you have before the biggest party of them all. And uh, why would you not want the most people to be a part of that, that experience? And so that's something that I think maybe we can uh, borrow from the world at large and the, the secular Christian season is uh, an excitement to have other people join in that preparation for what lots of people around the country consider the the best holiday of them all you know and so why not capitalize on uh letting your neighbors uh be a part of that experience with you and to share your faith in that yeah i can't wait for the presents either i can't wait to have the food either i you know but but there's a reason why this day is one of the biggest days of the year for me and let me show you what that is all month long so that's uh that's something i think maybe we could we could grow in a little bit uh at care church and take advantage of the advent season that's right so uh we are both uh, of us we're self-proclaimed scrooges but we're in the the hot zone for christmas so we're good with it right that's now right. yeah that's and right. uh in fact i remember i told my family this the other day and said you know december 26th through whenever thanksgiving falls i'm, I'm scrooge but in between i'm fine and so my son tyler says well if that's the case then all the christmas decorations the tree everything that puts up needs to be put up by december 26th right and i said okay i'm gonna revise it january 2nd through whenever thanksgiving happens because it's not gonna be put up december 26th so right. no that's a good that's a fair point i will we'll, we'll probably talk about this more for the christmas episode and the uh, new year's episode but so you're okay with having decorations up post new year's uh I'm okay with it because sometimes our travel gets in the way of getting up sooner. And so gotcha. ideally I would have it up um, before new year, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's about it for uh, part two of the considerable thought holiday special. Um, that was Advent. And next time you hear us, we will be talking all about Christmas. Uh, Drew, when are we going to record that one? Is that next week or we probably need to do it two weeks from now no probably need to do it as soon as possible because we also get have to record the new year's episode as well so that's right just keep an eye out for it uh you'll hear about it uh, hopefully you can enjoy these podcasts as you travel um as you are doing mindless tasks tasks to prepare for the holidays um hopefully you enjoyed uh the sound of the new setup uh, i know i've really enjoyed recording this way it was uh, it was uh, really great we also, I didn't mention this at the at the top, we also changed a, the program we're using. So I used to use Audacity, and Zach uh, Wilson, our worship minister at Care Church, told me that I should just get GarageBand, which I didn't really want to do, but I did. And I just think this is funny. Uh, I don't know how long we've been talking, Drew, but according to GarageBand, we've been talking for 1,300 bars. Hmm, interesting. So... Yeah, four four bars is as how long we've been we've been talking. Well, I think so. we started at four ten, so we've been talking for forty three minutes. So thirteen hundred oh, bars, forty three minutes. I don't know one, what what one the of, one of oh, our listeners one hundred twenty beats per minute. One of our listeners will figure out the the ratio. One twenty okay. BPM. Okay, that's a that's like that's a that's bars a, per minute. Yeah. Okay. No, no beats. Oh. <laughs> beats per minute. Did you say bars earlier? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thirteen hundred bars. Gotcha. Of four beats. Oh, gotcha. And 120 beats per minute. Okay. I'm with you now with the, the You lingo. got that? Yeah. 
yeah so that's about carry the one i honestly i quit listening no. <laughs> I, i'm not doing it i was just pretending like i understood the bars beat stuff anyway to be uh, it should be fine um but we are so thankful for you listening if you uh, have got the Advent bug and you're ready to uh, embrace the season, there are many, many ways to be involved at Care Church uh, in the coming weeks. Um, this upcoming Sunday is all about peace. And so um, not only that, but we'll have the Care Kids musical, our children's ministry. We'll be putting on this really great um, musical uh, performance and it really gets everyone uh, in kind of the uh, the mindset for the season. And they do a great job with it. There's a lot of really good energy. It's just a really, really fun time uh, to focus on uh, why Advent is so important, why the season is so important. So hopefully you can join us for that. Uh, but if not, there's plenty of other ways to, to get involved. And Christmas will be here before you know it. And not only that, the Christmas episode of Considerable Thought will also be here in no time. So be on the lookout. Uh, Drew, any last words? Well, I was trying to figure out, you know, we have Happy Thanksgiving. We have Merry Christmas. I don't, is there a, like a happy Advent? Is there like a slogan that's um, a part of follow Advent? A, a greeting for Advent? Uh, um, hope, have an advantageous Advent. Yeah. And then I guess when it's over, you could say adios Advent. Um, that's uh, a, that's the only reason you brought this but up. But also you, you could say that the no, entire no, time. No, no, no. I honestly just thought of it. Oh and my gosh. No, you could also you could say aloha advent because aloha means <laughs> that's hello right. okay. and goodbye. I'll give you that one. Aloha, I like that one. Aloha advent. All right. Aloha advent. Aloha listeners. Until next time. Take care. <laughs>